Appetite, Part 4 Seema made her way down the staircase to the familiar setting that she had frequented often in the past, but rarely visited in recent times. As always, the air was thick with the scent of meat. One wall was lined with cookbooks from the last hundred years, including some really rare editions. A heavy oak butcher's block, well-worn from countless hours of chopping and dicing, sat on a concrete island in the middle of the efficiently organized space. On the island, there was also a long serrated meat-bone saw designed to cut through thick, tough bones with ease. Adjacent to the bone saw, the meat grinder with a high-capacity feed tray sat waiting for chunks of meat to undergo their transformation. An assortment of copper pots and pans and expensive Japanese knives and cleavers hung from a metal rack attached to the walls. Below the wall rack was a sizable double basin stainless steel sink with a pull-down faucet equipped with different spray modes for various washing needs. A waste disposal unit was installed under the basin, ready to grind up organic scraps into easily disposable waste. Two industrial-grade meat freezers with robust metal bodies hummed softly against the wall. Through their frosted doors, Seema saw various cuts of meat, each vacuum-sealed and labelled with neat handwriting. Nothing she hadn't seen before. Nothing unusual here. The only odd piece of furniture in the room, with its low ceiling, was an open metal rack. It bore the burden of all the miscellaneous items Seema had accumulated over her life, from an assortment of trophies she won in singing competitions to a significant collection of books. She was aware of a power outlet hidden behind it. So she carefully nestled the camera amidst the junk and plugged it in. She installed the security app on her phone and configured the camera. A tiny green indicator glowed on the device, something that was sure to catch Nirmal's attention, even if he didn't spot the camera itself. She quickly darted upstairs and fetched some masking tape to resolve that issue. She took a last look around, ensuring she had left no trace of her intrusion before heading back upstairs. A maelstrom of feelings assailed her as she anxiously awaited her husband's homecoming. Hey, you know I love you, don't you? Nirmal said as they were having dinner. Of course I do, love, she said, smiling weakly, even as she envisioned the likely chain of events in her mind. She imagined lying in bed, monitoring her app in the dead of the night, only to catch her husband secretly slipping out of the basement to drive off to a rendezvous with his clandestine lover. But what if he stays in tonight? Her mind questioned. I might not catch him in the act tonight. I will continue to watch him like a hawk. He'll inevitably leave one day, and I'll be prepared to confront him then, she reasoned. More stew? Nirmal said. I'll pass, Seema responded, her gaze falling on the clock, as it ceaselessly ticked, each second echoing like the herald of an impending doom. This food expresses my devotion to you, Nirmal said. She gave him a blank look, and it hurt him. What did she really know about this man? She had been to the orphanage that raised him, met some of his friends, experienced his kindness, friendship and passion, been in a trusting marriage with him. But what about the real Nirmal? the one hidden deep beneath the constructed facade he presents to the world. Was she about to find out the answer to that question? 
what would she do if the answer was not to her liking? I have never seen you so lost in thought before, Nirmal said, pulling her out of her deep contemplation. I am not feeling like myself. I might go to bed early today. What I need is a long sleep, she said. Yes, you do, love, he said, standing up. I'm heading downstairs tonight to prepare a recipe that will work wonders for you in the morning. A breakfast fit for a queen, he announced with a grin. The rhythmic ticking of the clock was almost a drumbeat in her ears. A thick queen, Seema said, forcing a fake smile. From midnight onwards, what followed was a boring sequence of events which saw her husband reading books, making notes and cleaning and prepping vegetables for a meal. Her initial enthusiasm to play detective was waning. After 1am, Seema started nodding off. Several times, the shock of her head striking the monitor's radiant screen, displaying the basement footage, jolted her awake. She was surprised that Nirmal spent such long hours in the basement on these special nights. She was usually such a deep sleeper that even a raucous party in the living room at this hour would fail to rouse her. Clearly, her husband had exploited this vulnerability of hers. Seema marvelled at the dedication of detectives who managed to stay alert during those long and tedious takeouts. Her thoughts began drifting towards her favourite true crime shows. Her breathing gradually slowed, matching the quiet hum of the night, and she surrendered to sleep. <laughs> A strange screeching noise woke her up. She sprang up from her bed and noticed that the monitor was lying next to her on Nirmal's side of the bed. It lit up the ceiling in a spectral glow. If Nirmal had returned, she would have gotten into trouble. She picked up the monitor and stared at the screen. The timestamp read 2am. Shit, she was out for an hour. She turned her attention to the proceedings on the screen. The spectacle unfolding before her eyes filled her with a sense of horror so profound it seemed to hollow her out from the inside. 